This podcast contains some magical adult language. Listener discretion is advised. And sorry, Mom. Welcome to Rat Castle, a progressive chat about Disney magic without the pixie dust. I'm Nathan, and with me today are Dave. Get off my lawn. Get off Dave's lawn, everybody. Janine. <laughs> Aloha. Aloha. Jean comes from Hawaii right now. Yes. She's in the glorious... No, she's in Tampa. I have like a hundred different international greetings rattling around, and that's the one that fell out. She is the small world of greetings. (laughs) And then Sarah. Hello. Coming from the West Coast. How are you today? Good. Surviving. Surviving. I know that feeling very well. I, uh, for those who know the seasons... School is almost up for universities. I'm almost on my summer break. Oh, right. You're in the last stretch. Yep. Time to fail some suckers. I'll tell you that. Um, (laughs) Happily. No, I'm kidding. I don't happily do it. And I don't fail anybody. As I always tell my students, I never fail anyone. You fail yourselves. (laughs) Um, It's true. Speaking of uh, uh, people who have failed us, um, perhaps Janine... Uh, uh, hopefully I'm not as bad as this guy. Perhaps Janine would give us a little bit of an update uh, on good old Governor Ron DeSantis and his uh, Reedy Creek um, uh, special legislative session, which today we got some news on that as well. Yeah, that's this is well outside the world of rumor. This is this is passing the state legislature at, at uh, House and Senate. House and Senate. It is moving to the governor's desk for him to sign and. In the way of rumors, there's one thing that I'm going to clear up that I think has been rolling around, but they are, um, I'm sure people are aware, but Reedy Creek is Disney's mini city, basically, where they pay out of pocket to cover their utilities and their sewer and their fire department, their roads. They can build whatever roads they want. They pay basically a premium to maintain the Disney area to their own standards. And they still pay taxes. And they still pay taxes. So they pay Mm -hmm. the standard taxes, and then they also tax themselves to maintain the city, the Disney World city, to its own standards. This was established in 1968. And um, for whatever reason, DeSantis has decided that it is a political win to strip Disney (laughs) of this privilege and shift that burden of maintaining Disney's property to the taxpayer um, in retaliation, overt retaliation for their withdrawal of support and their stance against the don't say gay bill. Yeah, the thing that I would want I want to clear up is some people are saying, and I think even Disney's lawyers may have thought that they were in the clear because there's some provision in the law that the residents of the district have to vote. But I just read today um, a, a, a thread from a uh, journalist who looked into it, and because they never voted to establish it, there is no vote required to eliminate it. So it's just they're, they're killing Reedy Creek. I still don't think it's going away. Yeah, I mean, I mean don't. there's how, a did you see it? that 
Well, do you, do you see that the, the it explicitly states that RCID can be uh, in the bill that says it can be removed? It establishes that this it can be put, reinstated the same day it's dissolved. Yes, which is which is more yeah. than a year away. Right. So it's, like, it's legislative blackmail is what this is. It's legislative. It is. Blackmail. This is yeah. well, and it's and it's blackmail in the service for of gerrymandering. Like he's yes. doing this to redistrict things and disenfranchise black voters and a, a bunch oh, of other yeah. stuff. This is very yeah. much a look over here. Don't look at what I'm doing over here. Situation. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't even think it'll go through. I mean, I, I mean, he may can't. sign it, but what is the benefit? There's None. like, what is this punishment? None. Like, it you <laughs> deprive Disney of their autonomy by shifting a billion dollars in. taxes and debt to taxpayers (laughs) in two counties right two billion dollars of debt gets taken off of disney off of disney like i mean it's it's a lose for everybody like the city becomes responsible for maintaining disney Mm -hmm. but arguably disney makes out better than the state and so unless you are just individually ron DeSantis or another republican who's running on this this hurts you this is not in the interest of people. Right. It's not resolving some injustice. It's literally just blind retribution. Right, right. And in, you know, even within the industry, it's acknowledged that it ain't perfect. There are things that sure. could and probably should change, but you gotta have a plan in place before you change it. And yeah. and but but the but the benefit beyond the, the Disney what Disney benefits from, because they do benefit from it and, and they pay a lot for that privilege. Beyond that, though, beyond the ridiculous political posturing of this and the financial strain it's going to put on Floridians, which it's going to, um, the dissolution of the RCID stops the development of over 50 years of world-class industry safety standards that have been developed. And and in the bubble of the unprecedented scale and scope of Walt Disney World, that is uh, is worth so much money and and so much... uh, uh, um, industry benefit with Mm because a lot of the things that are that are created in terms of safety standards at walt disney world ripple out under are adopted globally by by other countries and other companies and that only happened because of the rarefied air that is the bubble of the reedy creek improvement district and getting rid of that is it's you know and disney doesn't benefit from those they don't have like I mean, yes, they have patents on things, but it's not like they have a a, a hold on the industry safety standard, yeah. you know, thing. It's just that the, the things that they've been able to show the world how to do at a scale that is unprecedented is invaluable. And that mm-hmm. just poof, goes away. Yeah, but also, like, Disney still owns the land. It's not like yeah. the city can suddenly rent out and, you know, it's not like there's going to be a circle k across from the magic kingdom tomorrow. <laughs> like it's not nothing like in theory like people are getting really upset and there's good reason to get really upset uh it is clearly it's authoritarian and it's about it's not even, i don't even think it's about the don't say gay bill at all i think it's entirely about there being no political donations coming out of disney at the moment um and and now now the government i mean desantis says well i'm not gonna make any money off these guys so i might as well start a culture war i want to so i i want to be very clear about something though this is something i said on twitter today which is 
if you want to blame anyone, you can blame Ron DeSantis if you want, but I would rather blame Bob Chapek because Bob Chapek could have done the right thing the right time the first time. Yep. Everyone would have been Disney par for the course. There would have been a little grumbling on conservative radio, and that had been it. But he backed up. He showed weakness. And if there's one thing we know about the GOP is if they smell blood, they go for it. And he showed that Disney had some sort of institutional weakness about their own culture. And they went, okay, great. We can use it. And we can make a culture war out of this. Disney still has a better popularity rating than Ron DeSantis in Florida. Uh, It also – there's 70,000 people employed by Disney and he lost – or he won the election by 30,000 people. Like it's a stupid move like overall, but it's a way – you know, to, to make headlines. And that this is solely because of Chapek's leadership that we got to this point. I'm not blaming him for DeSantis's actions. That's on DeSantis and the GOP. But I will blame him for setting a table for this kind of thing to happen. I've heard debate on that even. People go, oh, the GOP still would have gone for it. But I think you're right in that had they had they shown some backbone, the chatter on the right would have been a lot more fringe. Yeah. It would have been right. less targeted at Disney. It was. Yeah. It would be more diffuse. It would be all these different entities are speaking out against this theoretical bill, and they had their say before. But by waiting yeah. until it had already passed to say something, it sort of yeah just kicks the 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 bee's nest. Yeah. It's already done, so they can't argue about it. There's no wiggle room. It's just it's done, so they have to dig in. You know, if, if they had spoken up sooner, it's possible that some sort of change could have been made to it. But because it's past the point of being changed, they just have to double down. So to your thing, to your point of Jeanine about it, that they that the, um, the the approval of the district voters doesn't matter. Is that because I've read both sides of that? Evidently, the the senator whose district includes Disney has yeah. kind of spoke with Disney, confirmed it. Is that so? What happened? Yeah. So. There, it was uh, someone who's a, a uh, reporter at WFTV in Orlando who uh, said that he researched this, talked to lobbyist lawyers and tax officials, and said that um, – let's see. Uh, I'll find the direct quote. Lawyers largely agree that the state followed all the laws while doing this. They agree Disney may sue but probably doesn't have much ground to stand on. Some believe a vote of residents or delegates from the district is required to make this legal. That doesn't appear to be the case here because a vote was never held to implement the district 55 years ago. So that's Mm. the understanding of this journalist after talking to a bunch of people about it. So I don't know. I would imagine that Disney's lawyers would maybe know better. And so if Disney's lawyers have said that that's the case. Like if they take it to court, what county does it go to? Because if it goes to Orange County or Osceola – Disney wins. This is the this is long hold a thing about all Orange counties and Disney is when they have any sort of suit that goes against Disney and it's uh, and it's done locally. I mean, Disney holds so much sway in that it's in that county weird that because it, with law, mm-hmm. there's only so much a judge can do. Even Correct. If they agree. That's true. So, like in a sense, like if the law is cut and dried and super clear, and there's they don't. Like, it's possible there's a world where they genuinely don't have a leg to stand on. Right. That doesn't sound like Disney lawyers, though. Not even... No. But I mean, this did go in before Disney even went into existence. You know, this was in 1968. Right. 
that this was hashed out. So was it as ironclad in 1968 as we would hope it is in 2022? It remains to be seen. I would assume for the uh, normal guest to Disney property, you're probably not going to see that much of a change. There's still going to be fire departments no matter who runs them there. Yeah, There's still yeah. going to be like I don't like I don't think this is necessarily a thing that is going to affect uh, the guest experience per se. The main way, and this is very silly, that a guest facing uh, experience might be altered is road maintenance. Disney, yeah, you will never see a pothole on Disney property, but you will see right. potholes on city property, county property. So things like that, because right. Disney, the whole thing is Disney has higher standards than the city. Mm-hmm. So will Disney not, like not be able to still maintain those roads and like that infrastructure with without this? Um, without this law? I think it probably depends on the road. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know what would be considered public and what would be considered private at that point. Yeah, I think previously they were all private, like right. in that in the little ecosystem. But I, maybe now it's just like the parking lots. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to imagine because it's like they built it. <laughs> yeah, I would like to go back five years ago and place a large bet that Reedy Creek would be, if I wore a Reedy Creek shirt, it would be a political statement. That sounds like <laughs> absolute nonsense. <laughs> well, from uh, our, our poor Reedy Creek, and we'll of course have more updates on that coming. So that might be closing. We don't know. But you know what's opening this Wednesday? Well, that would be the Epcot Connections Cafe, which has recently had a preview <laughs> Um, and Dave, would you like to tell us a little bit about, uh, the connections cafe and your thoughts on the connections cafe? Yeah. yeah I think that transition, I was tempted to go, well, anyway, here's that connections cafe. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's basically that. Um, so I've, I've watched some of the videos and photos that people have posted of this much lauded new eatery in future world at Epcot. Um, um, the, there are very divided views on it. I will reserve my opinion mostly until I see it, but mostly until after I talk about what other people are saying. Some people are loving it, saying it's very contemporary and modern and cool and very comfortable. Other people are saying, I think somewhat rightfully so, that it looks like an airport you know, food court. Um, it's a very nicely appointed airport food court, but it is, it is that. And I, don't, I, I actually don't think that's necessarily the slam that people think it is because putting on my designer and industry cap for a minute – like the whole point of eateries at Epcot were that uh, from the beginning were that the, all of future world for that matter, all, all of Communicore was the most cutting edge materials and design of the day, which is why they got so dated so quickly, frankly. So when I look at those photos and video, I see, oh, wow, this is really nicely appointed. The ceiling system alone is mm-hmm. really expensive and, and custom and beautiful. It's very, very nice. Um, is it themed? Not really, but what is the theme? What was the theme of the electric umbrella other than neon, right? Like, it, yeah, I'm it's fine just, with just neon. Well, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying <laughs> that just neon, neon's bad. I'm, I'm not saying that just neon's bad. I'm just saying, like, if you're going to create a theme in Epcot, that's in Future World, especially for an eatery, that's kind of hard. It's always been difficult in, yeah. in Future World. And and so I, to me, the, my criticism of it is more that, operations one mm-hmm. 
if yeah. you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I look at that layout and I look at that vast open space and very, it's very vast. little character. It's huge. And there's, it's all because they know the crowds are going to be huge. They know they're going to have, they need, you know, it, it's one of those things where um, Disney takes whatever would be normal design for normal throughput of a restaurant of that capacity and over designs by probably a factor of two or three in terms mm-hmm. of pathways and sizes and access and stairs and well, ramping. And, and it's not know. just a cafe. It's not just a lunch it's place. It's also a Starbucks, It's the right? Starbucks. It's the Starbucks on campus now. So yeah. right. And that That's, Starbucks is always insane with a line out the door at well, every yeah. park. So I'm of I'm of two minds about it. I'm like, no, it's not particularly interesting, but it's not it's not it's not horrible looking. It's just right. very nice. No, it's and not clean horrible. And, and it's just contemporary. sort of disappointing. Yeah, it's kind of boring. It's just boring. Yeah, if you've been to the store, which has already been opened and has a consistent theme to the cafe, it's very nice. It's very it's very high ceiling. It's very a lot of open air, a lot of windows, and and there's something nice about that. I mean, look, I get that. I don't know. I get that Electric Umbrella was created by Raleigh Crump and yada 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 yada. But I don't think it aged necessarily that great. It was a lot of dark spaces and second yeah. floors and uh, you know carpet. So I think that that is it needed to be changed to something. And I think this treats that side of the park like here is a actual restaurant that will actually fit the amount of people that we need to fit into it um and hopefully it makes things a little faster a little nicer we janine and i were there how long were we there a couple weeks ago um and we walked kind of that they opened that side uh of the park um and it was really clean. Like it was really nice. You could see all of the the, the logos and and every all the typography was right. And I love it, the and logos it, and typography. Yeah, and it looked yep. really classy. And so I I mean, I get I get why people don't feel like it's much of anything. But I also think in fifteen twenty years that lack may translate a little bit better. You know, um, opposed to you know deep blues and neon though i think that's going to impact your brain a lot more um but maybe the module kind of nature of that area means they can update it you know do we get one very fleshed out interesting themed area and then it doesn't change for 25 years because it would take a lot of money or do you get these sort of you know thinly done but nice areas that they can change artwork out and and color schemes quicker every five years or 10 years like i, I don't know so we'll find out does it does it have outdoor seating at all i don't know no uh, when i looked at that picture i was like where okay you can get food into the hands of a thousand people in an hour right but then what, what? Are where are they up? taking it where are they sitting where are they eating was, what is there was I saw a walkthrough that had on somebody's Twitter video that had a, quite a bit of seating. There seems like a lot of it, actually. Okay, good. Um, but but my question would be, as a, for a hangout, like if I want to, mm-hmm. like one of my favorite new hangouts on Disney on any Disney property for a, a land that is kind of meh is um, uh, Pim's Tasting Lab at Avengers Campus. <laughs> it's it's I mean the land is whatever it is what it is. It's lacking the e ticket it needs, but it but it it. Um, 
as a hangout for cocktails, it's great, especially at sunset. Like it's really, really good. And so like for me, that cafe would benefit from that because you're, you're beat on the main drag, on the, on the main plaza, people watch, et cetera. I know Florida, it's a little different because it's humid and gross for a lot of the year, but I still think it would benefit from that. And then yeah. my sec- this second question, and this is for you guys to answer when you finally go, mm-hmm. what is it like when it's full of people? Because it's not carpet oh, anymore. Yeah. It's really hard floor. I mean, yeah. I looked at that ceiling and as beautiful as it is, there's a reason for it. It's mm-hmm. irregular. It's irregular angles. It's all, it's wood or some sort of wood-like, it yes. looks like wood uh, material. And that's on purpose. That's for yeah, acoustics. That's so yep. that it's absorbent and it'll, and it'll reflect the sound so it doesn't bounce back and forth between the floor and the ceiling. What I can say from the experience in the store, which is very, I mean, it's connected. It's the same vibe. Um, yeah. I don't, there was no real sound issues. It was. Well, it but, was, but a store also has racks and racks of clothing and totally, soft things. Totally, 100%, you know? 100%. So we'll find out um, sooner than later because I yeah. got I got Guardians to see and <laughs> Cosmics to rewind. So I'll be there sooner than later for sure. Um, all right, moving on to our next topic. Um, I wanted to talk about something I saw on Instagram. So this comes from Hyperspace Props, which they seem to do uh, different uh, props. They make different Star Wars stuff, but they're also cosplayers. Um, and they went and did the Star Cruiser. Um, and she has a photo, I believe it's a couple and, and, uh, one of them dressed up, uh, like a Twi'lek. If you know the Twi'leks, they have the two large sort of flesh braids, uh, that come out of their head. Um, and, uh, uh she's standing by the, uh, the X-Wing in Galaxy's Edge. And I kind of stopped for a second and I thought, wait a minute, I don't, are we allowed to, wait, I'm confused because last time I new when you were at galaxy's edge you're not allowed to dress up you can't even wear the stuff you buy at galaxy's edge theoretically and i've seen a couple people do that but uh it's pretty it's not this it's not full your whole body's colored cosplay so she uh uh says most common uh halcyon question so halcyon of course being the star cruiser did disney allow me to go around at galaxy's edge in full pink twilight paint and costume spoiler free answer is yes i know this has been a big concern for many as it was for me I was always planning on doing uh, a Twi'lek for the Halcyon until about a month ago, and I heard from my travel agent that Disney would only allow the Leku in Galaxy's Edge, not the face paint. A Leku being the braids, the, the yeah. flush braids. I was devastated. Uh, how dumb to be uh, a Twi'lek day one on the Halcyon and not day two when I'm on bed two. So she goes on um, and talks about how uh, she brought everything, brought an extra, set, uh, an extra costume just in case. Um uh, but Disney had no problem with it. Um, they asked um, a cast member, uh, and or they were looking for direction. No one said anything. Uh, so um, they went and talked to, let's see here. I'm reading it again. Uh, Disney, uh, while there, she saw the Imagineers, Anne and Scott, so they must have known some Imagineers, and specifically asked them if guests could go full face paint in Galaxy's Edge. They enthusiastically said, yes, please, after talking to her and asked my travel agent to triple check next time. So she went, she told people uh, while she was in Galaxy's Edge that she wasn't a cast member um, and made that clear and nothing against her. I have no issue with her at all, just so we're clear. Um, I saw another post and it was a man dressed up as Darth Maul and another man in a half carbonite Han Solo costume uh, that looked 
uh, what uh, Hyperspace Props is wearing is a beautiful, beautiful outfit. And what these people were wearing was real dog shit. Um, Very, (laughs) very, not cosplay, very much con, you know, Comic-Con sort of uh, walking and getting comics vibe. Yeah. And they were standing in the actual Star Cruiser watching the introduction of what was going on. Um, and I wanted to bring up with you guys what you think about this weird shift in Disney. Um, we were just talking about the difference between Imagineers and operators. And it seems like a very operator move to sort of be like, no, no, let the, let the rich guests that paid lots of money do the thing they want to do. It yeah. doesn't, oh, oh, doesn't yeah. matter. Um, but it's interesting to me that Imagineers also said yes, please, to this. I'm just curious where everyone lands. I'm I'm very mixed. I'm just confused by the whole thing. Yeah, I, I think it's a point of privilege. I think it's if they had come through the front gates of Hollywood Studios no way. in that outfit, no way. They would have been turned away. So it is absolutely a privilege of paying the cost. And uh, Like, what are they going to do, say no? Like, I think that that audience is going to come in with entitlement. I think what they're seeing is the Star Cruiser is all about immersion. And mm-hmm. why not encourage your guests and eliminate any barriers to... Right your guests paying to create the immersion for you at, at the, at the same yeah. token though, that, that carbonite photo that right. you took a picture of is one of those crappy inflatable costumes. I would have been pissed if I had paid five grand and had to deal with that guy walking around. Yeah. So yeah. Cause it, like, it's just bad. The twilight outfit is like film ready. Like it's gorgeous. Right. Like it's amazing. And, and that if, if, if that was the standard and you had to like meet, with like you had to get it reviewed with Disney, yeah. like okay, fine, yeah. but that's never going to happen. No, it's right? yeah, that's a that's a subjectivity that is never ever no. happening. I mean, remember all of this happened when in uh, early mid aughts when uh, that girl dressed up as Tinkerbell for her boyfriend and tried to get in and got kicked out of the parks. Do you remember her? That's right. Um, right. This is that's where all of this started. I did a whole talk on this years ago, and that that she was kicked out, and they showed her tearfully on the news. It was really kind of sad. And it's like Disney, you have done this to yourself. You've created a generation of people. We all have toys on our desks, well on our desks, well into our thirties to fifties. We all like cosplay. You're 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 appealing to those people, and yet you're not allowing them to, to live the fantasy. And that's where bounding came out of, right? Mm-hmm. Bounding came out of that frustration. Which is, that which was, is interestingly and, enough, I think more creative because uh, as always, once you put I, up fences and you have to get even more creative, it, it ends up being kind of a, a better way to celebrate anyway. But Exactly, exactly, right. And that's where the, 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 the gal that wears the Twilight outfit, like I admire that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not necessarily, necessarily mad at her for getting into galaxy's edge but it's like D- disney has to i think it needs that boundary because 100 that was the whole reason that the, they kicked tinkerbell out because they didn't want you know kids mistaking her for the real thing and i and that's hard i, I get that conflict i want to i want to live the fantasy too but and i have bounding outfits but then i try really hard very creatively not to cross that line into costume and i think for me the line is makeup yeah. If you're yeah. if you're wearing if you're wearing makeup, like you can wear an outfit in especially Star Wars, it's like tunics and things. Okay, it's mostly street clothes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, the for me, the line would be makeup. I feel like I'm I'm really glad that you brought up the point of privilege because I think that this really shows like how class and privilege play a huge role in like how 
Disney vacations are now being planned because it's like it's it shows that if you have the money, you can bypass all of these different rules and all these different boundaries. And it's like it doesn't matter. Like if you pay that six thousand dollars, you better be getting a six thousand dollar experience and be able to like do whatever the hell you want. And I just that's not new either. That's what a plan is. It's not exactly. And I but I think that now we're seeing it like when there were plaids, it's like it was kind of like, oh, whatever. Like this is just a VIP. It's it's not a big deal. Mm. But like now that you're seeing this person in front of you like if i would have seen her in the parks she would be a character to me i would want to go up and take a picture with her and i think the thing that makes me a little bit hesitant about having someone like her in the parks which by the way her outfit was super cool amazing like no hate towards her and she and i think she followed i think she did the appropriate thing like she had another plan in place like yeah no shade to her she's just the entrance to this conversation for sure exactly and i just feel like money often is not just like a clear guide to say that that person might not be dangerous as well. So it's like, maybe like, you don't know, like, we don't know who she is. We don't know what she might do. And like, maybe there's some weirdos out there who might pay that $6,000 to get dressed and like, might something might happen and like we don't know how how disney will deal with that so i think that that's going to be like a consequence that will most likely like we might we'll see how it unfolds in the future if they're going to continue to like allow this type of behavior from guests who do want to spend a little bit more money um but i'm just really glad that we're finally having the conversation around class and privilege when it comes to the, the disney parks because i think it's playing a huge role even now with premium like extra premium services like this one right yeah i think the issue is always uh, currently why people are so frustrated is not that there's new premium stuff that they can't pay for it's that the premium stuff is no it's like a cupcake now like it used to be something and 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 the quality of that has deteriorated over time not to mention things that were free are no longer free a hundred percent a hundred percent uh we're gonna talk about one of those coming up um for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I when I see amazing stuff like this, I, I don't want to get upset about that. But you're right. If I saw that carbonite dude, like, are you like, if you're trying to go for immersion, that's not immersion. Like yeah. some guy dressing up in like boxer shorts and a Darth Vader hat. It's not immersion, you know, like, yeah. like that's that's not going to make me feel like I'm on the Halcyon. So and the, prob- and the problem is that's subjective. And it's like, they're never, ever going to make the rule something that's that requires a subjective view and approval it's just not going to happen at the very least request that the rich not dressed as actual characters like you could (laughs) like there can be a small rule where it's like you can you can do this and just make it clear because i feel it's weird that they didn't have that i mean they they used to yell that at you on trams going to hollywood studios every day so the idea that there's nothing in all of this you know, Halcyon uh, information packet that it seems strange to me that that's an oversight. I mean, the tension of that that land is that they've created a platform that invites this, right? And and they're vocal about it. The the Imagineers said it. They want this. They want you to lean into it. Hell, I I turn Ogas into a gay bar on gay days with my friends. Like it, it like, and I, and you know what I, what's funny about that is I heard about it months later from a friend who works at ILM and he says, oh, you did that? Oh my God, that made the rounds. Everybody (laughs) loved that you did that. Like, so it is a platform. It is the logical extension of where themed environments go. It's going to turn into immersive theater. We want you to lean forward. It's an, uh, two gen- three generations of kids that are video game players and, and want agency and cosplayers. Like, it makes sense at the same token 
there are people who are going to like in video games who are going to grief that they are going 100%. to screw with it. They are going to lean into it the wrong they're way. They're going to exploit and it. Yeah. This, they're going to exploit it. This is basically. I'm going to be this... at Hollywood Studios, Venmo me, and I'll be by this spot, and you can come take a picture with me in my crazy costume at ding, in front ding, of the ding, Millennium ding, ding. Falcon. Yeah. 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 Or worse, that 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 it's opened the door for people to come in and do their own little shows, right? Yeah. Like like yeah. Flash Mob, like Flash yeah. Mob stuff. Yeah. Oh God. I know. That, I, I I hate that I've said it because I've manifested <laughs> in the world. No, I want happen. you to. I want you to manifest it. I need it to happen because because all the way it goes is you have to have something get out of control before you restrict it again. And 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 that's how we get back to, you know, a normality. Like there's no easy for them, no easy answer for them though cuz like you want people to come in and lean in on the Halcyon. Oh no, it's an it's an easy answer if you're booking the Halcyon every time it's open. But when you're not yeah. booking it, you do shit like this because you need people on board. Yeah. And you know what it also does? I hate to say this, but it sort of reveals the flaw of Galaxy's Edge in that all of that activation and characters and show and, and live shows were cut. And yep. it's and you're, and you're literally allowing the guests to fill in those blanks. <laughs> <laughs> I just I think, like you said, the makeup was just a little too far. I think had yeah. she not included that i think it would have been fine but it's like it's weird that they they're saying okay yeah come dressed up but don't bring your lightsaber so it's like we you can't really pick and choose like what is allowed and what isn't allowed wait do yeah. they not do they not let you bring your lightsaber back in anymore i mean you totally not can on, not, not like you're not but supposed not to the actual blade they're yeah, saying you're supposed to like blade. not you're, you're supposed to not take it out and you're supposed to yeah. keep it in its satchel but when the sun goes down, those things are out everywhere. Yeah. No, no, like, that's... Um, on the Halcyon, like you're not oh, 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 covering oh, it oh, on. Okay, okay. Like that's what I'm like. It just kind of feels weird. Like it's like picking and choosing what the guests can't like what's immersive, but then you're allowing to them like you're allowing them to dress in like full costume. I just yeah. think that that's that's a little strange. I don't know. To me, this feels like a PR stunt. Feels like a little weird. Um, like saying, "Oh, come," but like I just I just don't know if they would be willing to like allow hundreds of guests like being dressed in like full star wars costumes to go into the park the congestion like, it just the it just congestion. would be crazy from, yeah, a, from, from like that. a crowd control standpoint it's a yeah. nightmare yeah. yeah when you don't control your meet and greets anymore yeah <laughs> yeah because i mean i get it people even a crappy han solo and carbonite in front of the millennium falcon people who take pictures with them you know yep. like 100 percent Oh my god. If you don't have it in the park, then like might as well. Like you're gonna have a guest who's dressed just like it. Why not? Like I'm gonna go ahead and take the picture. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's our thoughts on that. Uh but we gotta move on over to the West Coast and talk about uh where uh let's just say dreams and believing in things uh are are, it's not happening anymore. You can't dream and you can't believe. Uh, is that right, Sarah? No more dreaming and believing over at Disneyland? No more dreaming and believing at Disneyland. Um, so the Magic Key saga continues. <laughs> um, it is just nothing good. We're not hearing anything good. Um, so Disneyland um, has announced that they will not be allowing renewals for the Believe and Dream Magic Keys, which these are the two uh, top tier Magic Keys. Um, and that's due to the Magic Keys being sold out. Um they are not allowing the renewal of expired dream believe keys at this time. And the passes were on sale, were on sale until August, 2021, but the ones that are not being allowed to be renewed were the ones that were expiring on May 1st. Um, 
So oh, and then and and you know how that happened, right? Yes. Like, which is I I didn't even know they were doing this. Like apparently, um, people who had um unused tickets, whether it be like military tickets or just like uh, like just tickets that they had not used, they were allowed to upgrade, which expire next month. Which means that their annual passes also expire within like less than two weeks. Well, yeah, I I was under the impression that he used it in May. Yeah. And then when the passes became available to purchase, they told people you can apply a previous ticket to it. Mm -hmm. Like he, he went in May and then came back and said, I want to buy a pass, but I used this in May. Is, is that what happened? Cause that sounds weird. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing that I'm not really understanding. Um, so uh, according to this person, um, Jeff uh, Gordonla on Twitter, they shared a Facebook post of someone on the uncensored magic key holders, Facebook page, um, who claimed that their belief key expires on May 1st because they use an, a military ticket to upgrade their pass. Wow. Yeah. Um, and the guest received an email response that they had upgraded the pass um, from a ticket that was unused, um, which was going to expire on May 1st um, of this year. So technically, it was a year because they had applied that ticket to the annual pass. So technically, I don't even think they got a full year of the annual pass. It's just because they applied the ticket. Right, right. I mean, it, it, let's be honest. We knew that renewal for the keys was going to be a shit show. Let's, yeah. let's not pretend that it wasn't going to be a shit show because they sold out so quickly and they, and they have, you know, not told people what the, you know, this is an elastic velvet rope. They're not telling people how many they're selling. They're just saying at a certain point, we're done. And so renewal for that sold out group is going to be incredibly coveted. Maybe they've added more. Maybe their plan is to add more availability. Maybe it's less. Who knows? So we don't really know until uh, I would say September because that's when yeah. they were made available. Um, I think this one is a weird outlier that is shows the first crack in the armor because of its weirdness. It's a very strange situation that led to this guy's pass. Um, so and it's but it's showing itself in May when everybody else's renewals are not going to be. I, I haven't gotten anything yet, and I, I I bought. I was one of the first ones. I bought it like the first day. Yeah, same so, here. Um, and I'm not renewing it for a lot of reasons. Um, <laughs> um, uh, after that, for the I've had a pass since 1993 when they were first made. No, sorry, 1984, 85 when they were first made available. I was 14. I saved up all my money to go. I've had a pass every year except for the two years that I lived in orlando this is the first time i'm not renewing so congrats um, disney you're welcome well you, done they're still gonna get my money i'm just not gonna give them that <laughs> just not gonna give them that much you know did you anyway, have a pass so, when you were in abu dhabi uh yeah because i was traveling back and forth i bought back one that forth. year anyway because i knew i'd have it um i knew i'd go right um but anyway regardless uh, like i'm i i think this is step one of of what is going to be a multi-step shit show <laughs> yeah, I totally agree, especially with like the Disney lawsuit over the no like over the no blockout yeah. dates. Like that's even a thing that we haven't even Wait, really tell me about that. I don't know. So, about yeah. Yeah. So there's actually a lawsuit currently going on right now um, that was brought up by um, I believe it was a class action lawsuit by a couple of the pass holders um, that were claiming that Disney essentially uh, lied to pass to the to the map no to the dream key holders mm -hmm. claiming yeah. that there would be no blockout dates however they there are blockout dates because they're not able to get reservations into the park the so they're saying it's false advertising yeah 
the, yeah. the saying the lack of reservations equate effectively equates to blackout. Yeah. Coverage, which I can't disagree with. I, I yeah. just, I just went um, last Sunday um, and I had to book that like 60, uh, like the full 60 days in advance. And the week after I booked it, I invited some other friends who have passes and they couldn't go. So That's it, outrageous. it's, it's insane. Right. It's rough because like we're spending so much money a month or like if you even bought the the pass outright from the very beginning, like it's so yeah. much money that you're spending and you're not even able to go. Like I have never yeah. prior to COVID and all this, when I used to have my pass, I would go almost like maybe two, three times a week. Now it's like maybe if I'm lucky two to three times a month, if that, like yeah. and if, that, if, if that, if that. If that, because like now I have like a nine to five job and I can only go on the weekends and the weekends are so booked. Like you said, you got to get them like 60 days out. So it's not even, you can't even go for like the spontaneous, like quick trip here and there. And I literally live a freeway exit away from Disneyland (laughs) and I can't even go in. (laughs) It's crazy. And you're right. That, that spontaneity was half the reason to own one. It really was. Mm -hmm. Cause that That was always... Yeah, yep. could drop what are we doing in. today? Hey, no let's plans? Go to oh, let's go to Disney. Yeah, yep. it's like, oh, you want to go get lunch? Let's go to Disney. Like that's literally right. yeah. OC culture. Like that's what we did. Yeah, so I mean, Orlando's the same way. Like, yep, people would just kind of pop on by, and now it's become. I mean, it was kind of an Epcot thing anyway, but now it's very much an Epcot thing because Epcot has the most open spots. Oh um, wow! Okay. So, uh, or I mean, and maybe it, maybe it has, a, I think it has the most open spots or at least the one that's not reserved as much. I don't know, but I feel like on the day of you can generally yeah, get Epcot's an Epcot. always the last to go. I think it's the, mm-hmm. the state of people are not making that their first park because it opens nope. late yep. and it's also in shambles. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I forgot about that. There's yeah. like uh, shambles everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the reality is like I, I looked at renewal and, and what I paid last time. And then I look at the three day tickets you can get from Costco. Right. Yeah. I can buy three or four of those and have nine or 12 entrances and still get out for like half of what I paid for mm. my pass. Wow. And how many times and how many times have I been since I got my pass in September? Mm, I think I just passed six times which pays for itself. Disney fucked up. But 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 it took that long. It took over half a year when I used to do six visits in 2 months. You know? Yeah. They're they're going after the the people who are going to drop 5 grand on a vacation, you know, and stay on property and do that and, and they're shooting the people who are like I will regularly pay 2500 to $3000 every single year. Right. for the past 10 years and will continue to do so. And they're like, no, we don't want your money. We want the $5,000 person who's going to come one time, not come again, and then be replaced by another person, I guess, right. who's going to spend right. five grand. And hey, like- at, at right. least that, at least there's no inflation going on or anything. And those $5,000 people are still going to come for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and like, I get that, like, I guess ideology when you're looking at the Florida parks, but Disneyland is not like that. No. Like, oh, yeah, majority, that's true. like, it's like, what is it? Like, I think it's like about 65% mm-hmm. of like the annual, like we're our annual pass holders, like on, on everyday so local visits. Park. Yeah, it is a local park. So it's like, you can't ice out the people who essentially make the park what it is and then expect them to come back like year after year. I mean, they're yeah, still going to really come back, like, to be honest. But like, it's yeah. just at this point, I, I like Dave said, I think we're really going to see those numbers drop for those renewals because I'm even considering like whether or not I want to renew my past, which I've had for like 
years now at this point but it's like if i'm not really getting any use out of it and it's just like an added expense that i'm not even really enjoying anymore and going to the parks just feels like a hassle and getting there and having to deal with the increased crowds and like the genie plus situation it doesn't even feel like it's enjoyable anymore which is just like really sad the parks just used to be a place that you could just go and hang out i wonder if they're thinking about the consequences of taking people who have (laughs) built in their social structure and their culture around we Mm -hmm. don't know what to do disney is the fail safe we'll go to disney and spend our money there yeah and kicking them out even if they only think it's temporary people people are going to build new habits yep yeah yeah and so like they might not be around when disney is ready for them to come back if they ever are let me ask you this sarah do you like boysenberry (laughs) <laughs> you into boysenberry. I do like boysenberry, Ooh. and I have a Knotts pass as well. That's where I, we're going uh, now. Knotts, baby. Knotts is, Knotts is making bank on on because of all this, and it I've really never, is. I've never seen Knotts as crowded as I had the last two times I've been. It was ridiculous. I tried actually. to go two weeks ago for the boysenberry festival. Couldn't even get parking. I was just like, well, I'm nope. not doing it. I'm not doing it today. Yeah. So just yeah, drove it's... my ass back home. Like yep. it's crazy. Oh um, no, we can't even get into Knotts. Y'all, I'll see you at Dollywood. I'm all just going to head to Dollywood. They're heading out free Moderna over at Dollywood. Really? No. <laughs> no, I had Sarah I like, on the hook for that one, though. I was like, what? That's so cool. They're vaccinating Y'all, come on down to my Dollywood. You're going to get Moderna from me. You've, you've, heard that, you've heard that story where she rubbed her nails together and it sounded like a typewriter, and that's how she wrote 95. When we, have you ever heard that story? Mm-hmm. It's really charming. But when we heard about Moderna, my friends and I were like, well, I was just rubbing my nails together, and that reminded me of DNA sequencing. And I thought, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> God love her. God love her. God love her. Now I want some boysenberry. We were talking boysenberry. Now I want boysenberry. Um, all right. Anyway, going from... I don't have a transition for this one. We're just going to talk about the Tarzan Treehouse <laughs> retheme. Um, I'm tired. So uh, as some of you have heard, uh, probably at this point, Tarzan's Treehouse is less a treehouse and more a scaffolding now um, as they do stuff to it. I think it was going to be down for a refurb anyway, but now they're yeah. doing a full retheme. I feel like it's right? always Sorry. down for a refurb. Like It just feels like it, it just always has like scaffolding on, on it. Um, but yeah, so... According to the OC Register, um, the Tarzan Treehouse is being rethemed to what we don't know. What I'm hoping for is something with Encanto, um, with Antonio. That would just be so, so cute. I think it would just lend itself really, really well. It would be wise to do that. Yes. It really would be. Um, and that's kind of like the rumors that are circulating around. Um, if you guys didn't know, the Tarzan Treehouse was... Um, first opened as the Swiss Family Treehouse at the Disneyland Park in 1962. Um and some people are even speculating that it might go back to the Swiss family treehouse because they're apparently <laughs> no. like demolishing the entrance and like turning it around. I was like, nuts. I don't know about no. that. No. I don't no. know. That, we was, would hear that a, was past due when I was a kid. Yeah, there'd be a Disney Plus show on the horizon if that was the case. Yeah, yeah. we would hear about it. Yeah. It'd be The Rock is now in Swiss Family Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that was also another one, but I think the Encanto rumor makes the most sense um, yeah. because it just fits really well with the theme and it just makes a lot of sense for the setting where we are and all that. And honestly, I would be very excited to um, have something with Encanto. Like, I think we. De- like desperately need some sort of Latino influence in the park, especially Disneyland, um, whether it be Coco or Encanto. 
Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to miss the Tarzan treehouse. It's a very nice um, scenic route, if you will. And it's such a beautiful um, little trail that you could take. Um, it's just really scary going up those stairs sometimes. Um, <laughs> but, my, yeah. concern, my concern is that like, I love Encanto. I would love to see that there or Coco yeah. or whatever, but putting such a, 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 a huge brand on that tiny plot of land, like where are they going to queue up for yeah. that thing? Like it's, it's Tarzan was fine. And, and, and the, the stairs and the bridge added a really great little sort of lengthening of the entrance for some overflow on busy days, but it didn't really need it. But Encanto will like, that's, I, 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 I welcome something new and cool and especially mm-hmm. that movie, but Oof, oof. I just don't know how that will be anything but a nightmare for uh, the smallest yeah. land. It literally is the smallest yeah. land in the park, you know? Yeah. And Swiss fan, and, and the treehouse has always been a weird sort of, I mean, it's, it's kind of, you know, at the beginning, there was so many ideas for walkthrough attractions, whether that the haunted mansion yeah. or pirates or, yeah. and, and this is the one that somehow kind of got like, this is the one thing of like, stop kinda and look at a thing and then keep walking. Um, and it's just existed forever. And, and I'd just be glad you're getting a retheme. We're over here. It's still sitting around with Swiss family Robinson. Like anyone gives a crap, <laughs> but I'm kind of, I kind of almost wish that they would get rid of the treehouse entirely just for guest flow because that area is so congested. But I mean, if they're going to, if they are going to retheme it, I would hope it would be for something cool. But like you said, Dave, I don't know how they would, because it's just a lot, unless they pick that one character. Right. And uh, right, right. There's been talk about it that it's the little boy and it's like yeah. his animal friends or something, yeah. right? Because his his room in the his room in the casita was the one that right. was the most was a big tree, right? Yeah. So um I get it. But you know. Um and there's no room behind there. Like in a perfect world, that would be the entrance for an entire casita madrigal dark ride like oh my god i want a trackless dark ride like mystic manor but inside the you're casita, just gonna need yes, a, please, and thank uh, you. you're just gonna need a mile long queue and then you'll be able to like, just like something. indy right yeah. just like indy yeah she's man adventureland seems so small but then i walked two miles somehow inside of adventureland <laughs> i don't know how i did this uh well uh i think sara we can all say that tarzan treehouse will be in our hearts um uh, from this day on now and forevermore um that's a little Phil Collins for y'all. Um, I noticed. Props to that. That was good. Thank you. We are going to move on, though, to talk about uh, how uh, Disney has responded very quickly because we uh, kind of – I wouldn't say we broke the news, but uh, we, we it happened right before we recorded the last episode about the Tenyaya Stone controversy. If you remember uh, that, uh, Janine uh, led us through that conversation. So, Janine, why don't you take us through Disney's response uh, to – possibly breaking federal law they deny it fully and completely that, yeah. and that's that that's the end of the statement they say that the stone wasn't sourced from yosemite national park uh who could say maybe i am not very good at mineral identification that, that i can say that certainly in the article they called it obsidian it's not obsidian i it's it's not that it looks it's obscene that they called it obsidian Indeed, it looks more like a sandstone to me, but um, I, I I don't know enough to say the Providence is from Yellowstone Park. <laughs> it could be from the outskirts, but that's really kind of a a red herring here. The real story isn't about the stone being 
from Yellowstone or Yosemite right. National Park. It's it's about the rest of the issue, which they just they don't address. Is this I don't know. Are they just doing? Well, obviously they are doing damage control by saying that the stone was not sourced from there. The lawyer the was di- like, "You need to go out there right now." <laughs> but the art director <laughs> said that she got it from there. So, like, did, mm-hmm. did they? Did she lie to well, them? They, well, are they, they didn't saying she say lied specifically? They said that the the elders found it, or <laughs> like they don't really explicitly say where they came across it. It could have been an estate sale in Toledo. <laughs> who could say that could but say. the elders found it and gave it to them so it could be from anywhere the elders by the way who are not part of the tribe that yeah. is being represented they're from by a different Miwok well. tribe yeah yeah so uh honestly enough congrats to disney for keeping their mouth shut once yeah you know yeah it's not working talking no talking seems to be a bad call for them recently <laughs> so maybe, it, maybe honestly it, it really i don't love what they did but there's no fixing it really at this point without really getting into the weeds in tribal law yeah and or just um, retheming it but or retheming it completely which even then is would just still be a lose for them like it would still be like disney has to retheme spends two million dollars catering to the woke left yeah (laughs) yeah 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 so there you go. That's the update on that. But let's talk about something actually fun going on at Disneyland. Uh, I guess technically the tree might be fun. But this, this for me, uh, this next subject is possibly like this really small like light uh, amongst a lot of darkness recently when it comes to Disney news. Um, Janine, <laughs> you were very excited. I was really excited. A lover of bugs. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Please tell us I, a little I bit uh, really about what bugs. they did. Uh, they, this is one of those things that's just like, nobody really does it like Disney. And this is like them hearkening back to what we all love about them, which is like the little, like almost throwaway things that they do that just make it so much more special. And and this is Wasp from Ant-Man and the Wasp carrying around a little animated model of a Flix Fun Fair. Like shrunken down as if it, she actually had the Bugs Flicks Funfair in her hand, and it was moving around, and it was just a delight. And the I don't I I just I just it's a model of what once was there. Like they shrunk down. Uh, yeah, they didn't. The, they the didn't Bugs destroy land. it. They, they didn't destroy it. it to make Avengers Campus. They just shrunk it down and put it in this little model, yeah. and. And immediately you know. some people on Twitter were like, oh, well, actually, uh, that, uh, how does that work with Stark being there before? And I, you know what? You know Go what? It's fun. Damn nope. it. That's You're not supposed to I think had, that hard about it. <laughs> I had one I had one minor quibble. Yeah, quibble okay. away, Dave. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's adorable. Uh, yeah. But, however, mm, you're all going to hate me for saying this. <laughs> Thematically, you were already <laughs> shrunk to the size of a bug when you entered Bugs Land, right? Right. Right. Oh, so this isn't shrunk. Oh, that's a really interesting point, Dave. Well, that still works. I mean, theoretically, yeah, they're still it just, carrying it, it around. It's literally they just picked it up off, scooped it up into a little pot. So so then is Wasp just like giant? No, she's no. normal. No, but that's – I anyway, I think it's adorable, but it was like my brain went, wait, how – 
was this? What? Anyway. <laughs> that comes from the theme park experience designer. Yeah, this is, oh, I, this is oh, you yeah, know, like, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to pick it apart. Trust me. I'm trying to find the flaws, but I'm default, <laughs> but trust, I'm defaulting where you're, you guys are at, which is, oh, that's adorable. I, I loved it first at first. And then I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Here's the thing though. This is, and I, I, I literally cannot remember the last time Disney spent money on something they can't make money back on. And, <laughs> and I was just like, this, you just did this for fun. This is like a fun thing that you did and like for fun and theming and makes me think about the light bulb at that one restaurant on main street. Sure. I forget whether it was Disney world or Disneyland, but it, Disneyland. there's like a pattern in red and white bulbs and it's there's Disneyland. a bulb in the corner. Yeah. It's Disneyland where yeah. it borders one of each. And so they just have half the bulb red and half the bulb white and people went nuts cause it got burnt out. And they put like a normal bulb there and they were like, Disney's so cheap. They're not going to whatever. And like, and they fixed it and they fixed it. And it's just like those little things that Disney does in this. Yeah. So yes. rare. Yeah. So rare. Cause someone brought up and I thought this was an interesting perspective because I think this was an industry person too. And they were like, oh man, it'd be, it'd be so great if they sold those little, little bugs. I would buy one. And I went, no, 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 no. We cannot have this mindset. We cannot sit here and go, ah, I want to buy everything. Because you, you're teaching Disney the wrong lesson here. Right? <laughs> don't, it's consumerism. Don't, we can't don't get out con of it. Boo, don't, don't tell them that, right? Um, I like that it's a thing. And, and I, if, it was, if I turned around and it was in a gift shop, I'd be bumped. Mm, it wouldn't mean as much that. to me. Yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting. This really only works, hearkening back to earlier in our conversation, this really only works at Disneyland because they have the repeat annual pass holder density yeah. that really has a relationship that they formed with this land that's gone versus someone who's only been once or twice in the last 10 years and then it disappeared and something new and is exciting for them to come see. Right. Um, yeah. No I one really, misses Mickey's Starland. Trust me, nobody. <laughs> I really, I really do miss like a Bugs Land. I think it was such a nice place to go, and it's yeah. like a, there was so much shade there as well, and it was so unique. I, I really loved how it looked, and and one of my first memories as a cast member is being taken backstage and then ending up there. I was like, how the hell did we end up here? Like, I didn't get the system. I was like, oh my gosh, and it's like that. That's like one of my favorite memories because it really showed me like there's so much going on behind the scenes and like then you get plopped into like the land and like everything is just like like it just like kind of like a whole like curtain being lifted um but I think a bug's land I really wish it wasn't gone because it was going back to a conversation that we had a couple podcasts ago um that we need more places that are just for kids that are yep. just for toddlers just that are just that. kid friendly yeah and I and I get it and I am and I am I am someone that is all for park evolution. I love it. I love going forward when it comes to the parks. But I think something that's really, really missing is areas where kids can run and roam and be able to explore um, and have rides where they can also enjoy themselves. Because I think that we're really moving into a direction where it's very adult focused, which I don't mind because I'm an adult. But <laughs> I think children really do need a place like a Bugs Land. So I hope they bring something like that soon. Yeah. Um, or if like... Um, what is it called? Not Toonland. Is it Toonland? Toontown. 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 Oh my God. Toonland. <laughs> what are you doing? Hey, remember Rainbow. how you said earlier that you've not been to Disneyland in a while? 
That's what happened. That's what happened. See, Disney, you make me forget. Um, future, yeah, future, future, future world? Well, uh, uh, um, future future uh, land? Place? What are, <laughs> what are these lands called anymore? I don't even know. Uh, but yeah, like I think, I hope Toontown does like offer something similar because they have started construction on it. And from the aerial photos, it looks super cool. Dave, I did see a video of Ant-Man walking around with it, and he said that that they didn't want to get rid of it because he wanted to use it for his bugs, his ants. So in theory, <laughs> it's always been small, and they've kept it so his ants had something to do. So uh, you Now I want to see little ants riding on flick flyers. <laughs> all, all I'm thinking about is uh, when I hear that, I just think of John Hammond talking about his flea circus in Jurassic Park. Wait, Dave, I have a quick question. I think you might, mm. you probably know this, but was was it true that flick flyers became emotional whirlwind? Yes, it did. And uh, okay. um, that was not an easy redo because given Disney's, a quality standards and be sort of, you know, safety um, of, of redoing a old piece of hardware. Cause at that point it was what, 12 years old, that, that ride. Mm. Um, they sent it back to the manufacturer in Italy. Wow. Yeah. And the wow. manufacturer, yes. And the manufacturer is the one that did all the resculpting and retooled it and got it back up to new specs. So, so it saved them a little bit of money from buying it new, but not a lot. So um it was an asset that they had to reuse and, you know, Disney to Disney, that means paying. Why, why buy one when you can have two for twice the price, basically. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> um, uh, but yes, it was the original. It was Flix Flyers to start. Well, at least a little part of it is still there. Yeah. What's that? I hear, I hear music. What is that? Oh, I, I have a cigarette in my hand and a, and a baguette under my arm. What? And a beret. Oh, mon chéri, I need to take my union break. I'm at Disneyland Paris now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, open. we are at Disneyland Paris. Disneyland Paris is now celebrating its 30th uh, anniversary. Um, we talked a little bit about studios a couple weeks ago because they were celebrating their anniversary. Um, but now the main old park, old Disneyland Paris, also known as... Euro Disney, ladies and gentlemen, has Euro reached Disney. 30 years old. It can have an early midlife crisis. Um, <laughs> Dave, tell us a little bit about uh, Disneyland Paris and, and uh, any reflections any, any of y'all have uh, at 30 years of Disneyland Paris. My favorite joke about it was on The Simpsons when um, when they go to Itchy and Scratchy Land. At the end of the episode, uh, uh, Homer says, I wonder what's happening over at Euro Itchy and Scratchy. And it cuts to ticket booths with with tumbleweeds going by and the guy inside the ticket booth is like hello we are open my children need wine um because <laughs> um, you know the, the the prevailing thought when disney pair or euro disney excuse me opened was that it was a failure and the truth of it was yes it took a while to get up to its um you know expectations and, and capacity and things. But the reason it was financially a lot was really due to the hotels because they sort of overbuilt the, uh, the number of hotels. Considering you were a half an hour from Paris, why did they build so many big hotels on property? That has borne out to be a good, uh, a good investment though, because they, they do get, like Disneyland, they get a lot of regional business and they get a lot of weekender families that come in. So uh, they, they sort of had the last laugh about that and it all works great. Um, I have been there a couple of times. It is um, actually my favorite of the castle parks. It's beautiful. More, almost more almost more so than, like Disney will always have my heart because it's my first. 
and my home park, but your uh, Disney Paris is something as far as a castle park. That main street is incredible. The castle is incredible. That that I got. I'm sad that they got rid of the dragon, and or did they get rid of it, or just no. like board it no, up? Is it still there? It's there. I think it's okay. It's Some of my friends smoke. were just there a couple weeks ago. The, the, the Don't cavern, scare me like that. That's beautiful. The, the cavern, the dragon cavern, was like my my favorite. One of my favorite oh. features of it. Um, so. I am looking forward to see where they go because, you know, as we talked about with the studios park, the, um, you know, Disney owning a a more majority share in that park has, is for the better and has really improved things. So I'm, I'm really curious as to what it turns into. It definitely is a different vibe and a different culture in terms of Imagineering, like just the, the, Mm. the, what happens in that park and how is um, from entertainment to attractions is always a little bit different than stateside and, and Asia, of course. Um, I, for one, love, love the logo <laughs> for the 30th. It's, it's so right. smart. I love their whole design. It's almost like they had an anniversary. <laughs> I, wonder what's that's, yeah. I wonder what that's like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you see the picture of the fireworks show where they actually do that? The drones. Yeah, the dro- the I drones. I that. I love and, that. And there's, and that's an example of something you cannot do in the U.S. parks. Mm-hmm. And the re- and the simple reason is drones over people is something the FCC will not approve. Right. And it, you can get special dispensation in Asia and in Europe um, because it's been proven that these things are safe. And and even if they do fall, they're, they're like you know three ounces that fall right. on you. It's not going to it's not going to really but don't hurt they anybody. Do the drones in Universal? Uh, not, Universal not over water. Not not over people. Yeah. Not over people. Okay. Yeah, like the only drones we've seen are the ones at, that they did uh, near Disney Springs, the Christmas ones, which were mm-hmm. cute, but those were over water. So it's it, the problem is if you do it in the park, it's right next to the castle. It's in guest pathways. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they, they they draw out the little, the 30, if people haven't seen it, the 30-year logo, the three zero is basically a set of mouse ears, and it's so elegant and beautiful. And, and it's a testament to that park's taste level. Like they've always had great... Uh, I loved the opening when it was called Euro Disney. The opening color palette, if people haven't seen it, look up like opening merch, opening marketing materials on Google oh, for great. Euro Disney. It looked like Benetton. It was yeah. literally a Benetton ad. It was it like was clean line and sexy and European and nothing like the U.S. parks. So mm. I've always had a soft spot for that park. Eddie Sato, who, you know, was led up a lot of that stuff is yeah. just a genius. Tom and, K. And, Morris. And, um, Tom K. Morris, right. Yep. Did the castle. It's it's a hell of a place. Um, and I think it has enough uniqueness to it. It's design that even if you're used to, I mean, there's a lot of, when it opened, it even had a lot of rehashed rides. I mean, that's what all the castle parks basically are, um, to start with. And even then it was still very pretty. Um, and that's lasted. I've, I've, I've yet to go. I'm very excited to someday go. And then there's that weird, uh, mansion they put in, which I love cause it's yes. bonkers compared yes. to the other ones. Phantom it's Manor. really bonkers. Phantom Manor is bonkers um but everything there is just so it's it's it literally is like this alternate reality disney castle park everything's just a little bit different and a little more you know a little more franche but also like leaning into the stuff the american stuff that the french love like Mm -hmm. that's why haunted mansion is in the old west because they love the american west right yeah they're used Um, to castles yeah, yeah, and, they're, they're and cast- right, exactly, right. They're used to castles and mansions, right? So highly recommended. Yeah, when I interviewed Tom K. Morris for my last podcast, Dreamfinders, so you can still find it. It's on Apple. It's on. It's, it's everywhere. Um, uh, yeah, he did say, like, how do you make a castle for people that 
like sea castles every day. It's really, really hard. And, and, and they really put in a lot. That fantasy land's gorgeous. The whole place is just yeah. incredible. Yeah, uh, the, the, the Alice's Labyrinth is amazing. The, oh, my God. The trees next to the castle that look like the Ivan Duroc paintings, the square trees. Yes. So beautiful. Yeah. Janine, Sara, has either of you been to Paris? I can't remember. Unfortunately not. I knew Victoria had. Sadly, Victoria couldn't I was supposed to go, but COVID killed my plans. I no. had tickets and everything. No. Oh. Man. Yeah. Um, I will recommend, I haven't started reading it, so it might be a bad book, but I don't know. I think it looks good. I found this in my university library. I never heard about this book. It's called Once Upon an American Dream, uh, the story of Euro Disneyland. This is by Andrew Lansbury. So he played, um, he played Prince Charming when the park opened. Um, and then he went on to get a PhD in American studies and write this book about the history of, oh, uh, wow. Euro Disney and, uh, cause he's still called Euro Disneyland on the top. I don't know what the copyright is, but, um, I'm interested in reading it. It's from the university press of Kansas. Um, and, and let's see here. 2000 was written in 2000. So, um, if you are looking for a unique, uh, Disney book, uh, about, there's not a lot especially not that's not in english uh so uh, maybe that's something to check out all right moving from one castle to another <laughs> as we sort of finish up here uh, we're going to talk about uh this is going to be our segment of course mickled and dimed where we talk about things where we think maybe perhaps disney is bilking people in their wallets uh, is this worth the money or is it not? And we're going to talk about a virtual spot. You could buy yourself a virtual spot on Cinderella Castle with the new Cinderella Castle Mural of Memories. So what this is, is to celebrate the 50th anniversary celebration, uh, Disney PhotoPass Services is introducing this Mural of Memories, and it will let you virtually transform Cinderella Castle with your photos. So while at the Magic Kingdom, you can use the My Disney Experience app, because we all love doing that, to add select Disney PhotoPass photos to, to Cinderella Castle uh, using some augmented reality. So you pay 10 bucks, you get a digital download of your photo, and uh, you get to um, basically, like, put your pin your photo on the magic kingdom cinderella castle and then when you come back for the next three years uh you can like point your camera at the castle and it will swoop in and grab your photo uh and show it to you even though you already have a download of that photo and no one else can see it so this is basically uh like leave a legacy if it was an nft um <laughs> I was Sucks. literally thinking that. <laughs> That's exactly I what like, I was thinking. I was like, this is like giving NFT, like the metaverse. That's, I feel like, the vibe that it was going for. Yeah. Yeah. How much this, are they charging for it? 10 bucks. 9.99. 10 oh. bucks. And they make a point of saying you get the download, which is a $17 value because it has no watermark, which also, that's insane. But 10 bucks so you can point your camera at the Cinderella Castle. So it'll swoop in and get it's. They are determined to take your money and kill your cell phone battery. Yes. For eight ninety nine you can put I will literally print out your photo and, and nail it yeah. to the side of my house for, for eight ninety nine. So that's a deal. Well, I mean, this is the same as, as you know, on ride photos and, and, and the reason they sort of give them basically give them away for free right with with Max Pass and now and now Genie Plus is that this is basically advertising because with social media the only reason people want this stuff is for cred and to post it to their friends, post it to their Twitter and their Facebook wall. And, and okay, so you get a fun little piece of content and they get free advertising that basically free. It costs what them. The, I mean, content. I feel like all you're doing is advertising the fact that you have two brain cells 
and too much money. <laughs> well, it's like, so that's what I, that, that too. Like, I'm not understanding how you could really share that with people yeah, unless you like you take can a screen, screenshot. You can, yeah, you can yeah. screen record or I, or, or I think there's going to be a downloadable of like, I bet you there's going to be some sort of downloadable video. Sure. Of, Probably, yeah. Of, of, of it happening. Right. It's, it's, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be like any other in park or ride photo that you get. Um, the fact that it's not part of Genie Plus is kind of, crafty that they're making oh. an extra ten dollars out of you for this oh, it's it's a hundred percent i think, what I, think it right been, I think it would have been cool because i get that they're playing off of like the projections on the castle like that's what they're trying to go for right it would have it would have been Which cool they had used they, like, to actually do <laughs> yeah i think it would have been cool had they like done it where it's like oh you paid 99.99 and it's like we'll put your picture up there with hundreds of thousands of other people's pictures on there at the end of the fireworks show right Something which they've done like before that. Yeah, yeah. like that to me would make more sense. Maybe you might not be able to see your picture from that far away, but it's still kind of like commemorating it and it's like on the castle. But having something that's virtual for $9.99, I just think it's so stupid. Like I just, I just, who came I just up watched with this idea? the trailer for it. And for one, the demo photo that they use was absolutely like a professional quality <laughs> portrait. Yeah. Not what you're getting from their photo pass photographers. And then it never, it shows the guy like frantically mashing his finger on the screen, <laughs> demonstrating that he's, I guess, uploading it to the That's castle. That's normal. Yeah. And I then usually do that, mashing it shows you app. like the screen multiple times. And you're like, okay, you're going to show me what it does, right? You're going to show me what it does. And it doesn't. It just shows <laughs> them looking at their phone wow. with the castle blurred out in the background and smiling too much yeah but never shows you what it actually does which this is, is a this is a great uh, kind of thing this is a, a a wet fart that disney can land and no one's gonna know if it didn't work or not like yeah yeah it doesn't matter in the end nope. like they'll make 30 bucks and they'll be like okay someone's know. brother-in-law developed this software and convinced <laughs> disney yeah. to buy it i mean i mean yeah it, it doesn't have leave like it, i'm not gonna get nsync on this I'm not going to get some guy going back and 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 keying out his wife's photo or his ex-wife's photo. I'm not going to get that from this. What, what do you want to bet though? What do you want to bet that once it rolls out that they're going to have some celebrity family do it and post oh, sure. to their socials? Huh. Right? Oh, like yeah. that's probably. Yeah. 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 But Which it's going like, to be like Mario Lopez. Like it's yeah, going to be real. <laughs> Mario Lopez. celebrity in air yeah. quotes yeah. yeah yeah they're gonna pick him up from the grove and take him over and you know yeah that's I mean, an like, la okay. joke that's the one i got people that's it that's a really hey. good la joke got a mario lopez at the grove joke and I, you don't but, have to live there long to know that one isn't he always at like because he's the host for e like now so isn't he always mm -hmm. at like universal He's at Universal all the time. Yeah. They drag him out for tons and tons of things. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's like a celebrity you can meet yeah. at yeah. Universal Studios Hollywood. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But again, it's like so. It's Maria Menounos. Spend... Maria Menounos. <laughs> I love Maria Menounos. She's on your theater screen. She's on your Cinderella Castle. She's gonna be everywhere. She's yeah. on my Newbie. gas station pump. Newbie. She's not there anymore at the theaters. So now. Oh, it's, she's uh, at my theaters. You lucky dog. She's not at ours. She. Um, who do we have? Uh, I forget her name. Nicole Kidman. Yes, Nicole Kidman. We have Nicole. Well, Kidman. of course. <laughs> yeah, lucky. we have her in our theaters. But yeah. um, what I was gonna say was like, 
okay, if you want to go spend your money on stupid things, go for it. I spend money on stupid things all sure. the time. Like, do that. No one is going to sit here and police your spending habits. But let's yeah. be smart, okay? Let us be smart, people. Let's not give Disney more money for stupid projects like this because that brother-in-law is probably really happy right now and he thinks he did something. <laughs> <laughs> this allows them to come up with very stupid ideas moving forward. So I hope this flops. Yeah. I don't hate AR. They put the 25th castle as an AR filter and it was yeah. great. Like that's, oh, that that's was, the nerdy stuff. That. That's amazing. Oh, the birthday cake. Yeah. Yes, I cool. loved that. That was Ugh. my like heyday. Yeah. But yeah. not for nine ninety nine though. Like, no, no. Dave, are you not. standing there telling me that you don't like the castle cake? Is this, is this a breaking news? I suffered through that. Yeah. That's I'm, a, I'm, I, I mean, I hate to stereotype, but that's a, pretty damn gay cake i'm I'm surprised <laughs> that you don't just like love that cake oh you're not wrong it, you're not wrong it was super gay yeah um i guess i guess my thing is just like you know how many people loved it versus how many people thought their vacation photos was ruined because they had a bunch Valid. of inflatable life inflatable sure. lifesavers basically yeah. kids um, liked it a lot more than parents i think um yeah. i just decided to look up the timeline on that because I was like, wait, that was the 25th anniversary. I'm not that old. And womp, womp. I am that old. Yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> but I looked it Janine, up. And- Janine, I know you just woke up from a coma, but you have a child uh, and you're part of a podcast. <laughs> was, that, and- was that 95? 96. And it was, was October 96. I was and 26 I, years old. Yeah. I was seven and I, I had just moved to to Florida from New Jersey in like 1995. And so I think that was like the first time that I went to Disney and remembered it. And so the yeah. cake for me, the cake castle for me. Right. Sure. It's like, that's yeah. a core memory. Oh yeah. yeah. And that's valid. That's totally valid. <laughs> right. Well, Janine, if you feel old, uh, you just reminded Dave that you were seven when that cake was happening. So Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And Good I'm job. a grown adult who is old. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of grown, who does that make you? Mm-hmm. Who, 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 who I had co- who I had cocktails with last week, by the way, yeah. listeners. Yeah. Janine, let's bring that up real quick. Yes. Janine and Nathan and I met up for a drink while it was in Orlando two mm-hmm. weekends ago. In our freak um, snowstorm. It, it was freezing cold. We were on the rooftop bar of the Aventura at Universal, which yeah. was a bad call because it yeah. was nothing but windy. Um, and we and had, very like, loud, the, weirdly. Yeah. Yeah. There was a DJ playing like, you know, the Macarena all night, basically. Yeah. Um, and dan- families dancing. But it was freezing cold. I was wearing shorts and a, and a you know, a <laughs> camp did. shirt. Yeah. It was freezing, freezing, but managed to everybody stay around and have a good time. But yeah. I would say we had Twitterati there. We had we did. theme park Twitter royalty. We had Alicia Stella there. We had Skipper Haas there. We had Cryptoguts there. We had uh, like Aesthetic Puppet, Puppet there. Mm-hmm. Like, hi, guys. You're all listening, hopefully listening to this. It was so fun. A couple of those people I had met last year, but it was great to meet you guys. It was yeah. so weird how like, it, you know, it was like we had known each other forever and ever and that's, ever. Right? I was that's, talking to people about how I met you and they were like, oh, that was must have been kind of weird. And I was like, no, it didn't feel like I was meeting you for the first time at all. It no. was like, this yeah. just feels like the most normal thing in the world. Like we've been doing this forever. Sure. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I can say that about a lot of internet friendships, people I've met over yeah. the years, that when you've, that's the, the cool thing is you're, you're, you engaged with people in a very specific way. And so mm-hmm. when you meet, it's like, oh, yeah, you're an actual human being that I can see it yeah. in front of me, you know? And generally, yeah. like, as internet interactions go, is y- you made a choice to interact with that person, 
right? Yes. So, yeah. so right. you've made it. It's not like a like you're stuck meeting someone you've never met. Like you, you actively, fo- you literally have followed them. Like that's the point. And so you, it's amazing how you, when you end up kind of together, uh, you go, oh yeah. There's... So w- one of these days, though, Sarah, you and I are going to have to go out there. And I was we're gonna... just going to say that. Yeah, I feel like I missed out. You guys look like you had so much fun. Like we need to do something like that on the West Coast. They're, we're oh. out here. Like we like to have fun too. Yeah, you guys are yeah. fairly cl- <laughs> like, like we're literally so makes close. sense. Yeah, Sara and I, you and I have to meet up here, but uh, yes. we also have to get the band together all in, on one coast or the other for like a remote special episode mm-hmm. that we record in the park, right? Yeah. Um, so well, fun, one yeah. of these days, I think we all got to head over to Abu Dhabi. Like, I think we're going to need a full tour. <laughs> I got family we can we, stay she's with. She's got so. family. Sarah's got family there. <laughs> Let's go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. We'll, we'll go international. Um, that sounds like a like the third in a series of movies. <laughs> Rat Castle, Rat Castle International. There we yeah. go. Um, to finish up about uh, the news this week, uh, we have very, very quickly. We will go over this one, but it seems big enough that people really care about it, and that is that Kingdom Hearts Four has been announced. Um, and there's very little we know about it. There's a sort of a trailer that was let out that sort of shows the character designs feeling a little more realistic. Um, yeah. but I, I, I believe, uh, Dave, you've played it. Janine, you said you played some Kingdom Hearts. I have point? not really played it, but my nine-year-old picked it okay. up recently. Yeah. I'm sorry. And... You, don't, you don't play. Uh, not forever. Okay. But you had some time. experience. I have no experience. Yeah. My husband has played all of them and, um, I am not an RPG fan. So I have basically been an audience because it is actually a really entertaining game to watch. And, mm. and the story, the story is bonkers yeah it's, it's like, completely weird mm-hmm. weird acid it's, trip it's a, of a dream like you it's not a game that you can just like drift in and be like what no. you doing no he tries to explain to me what's happening and i'm like does that make yeah. sense to you well and yeah. it's like a series that you have to get the dlc to understand yeah. everything like, oh which really is so i didn't know like, that yeah it's just pretty, like pretty much the but but like it's it's you know it's it's about the um the dark part of everyone's heart contains these enemies called the uh the heartless and you have to battle the heartless there's usually one big baddie there's like multiple disney villains that are baddies that lead up to the big baddie of each story and they're in these alternate universes that each of those universes are represent one of the sets of disney characters or movie and yet there's this character that hops along through those with mickey and goofy and donald um his name is sora and he's got this big blade this big weapon that looks like a key that unlocks some of these locations it's it's a it's beautiful to look mm. at and if you're not a gamer it is worth there's plenty of like playthroughs on on youtube and there's even like just some uh, uh, basically super cuts of all the story scenes so you can watch it like a movie and if you're a Disney fan, the way it adapt because remember these started as for a Japanese audience mainly, mm-hmm, yes. and they've got a very anime Square Enix, Japanese right? sense. Square Enix, right? They've yeah. got a very anime sensibility to them. So if you're an anime fan and you and you ha- and a Disney fan and you haven't perchance played this, which is unlikely because the, the the fans of it are very rabid and and crossover into anime fans pretty heavily. If you're interested at all in sort of the, the a Japanese take and an anime take on what the Disney characters and stories mean, they're really fascinating. Um, and uh, I, I will not be playing the new one, but I will 
absolutely be watching it. <laughs> <laughs> and we may get some Marvel or Star Wars in this next one because this right. is, we've had yeah. these licenses. I know Disney's been very particular about how their licenses are, are used in the IP and who Disney, who Mickey can interact with and stuff from what I've heard. But um, it'll be it'll be interesting to say the least. Yep. Yep. Well, with that, let's head on over to the mailbag. Ooh, it's so mailbag. big. Lots of mail. And if you, if you would like to send us mail, you can always do so. You just head on over to bit.ly slash ratcastle, and there's an area where you can send us a message. It has a character limit, but you can send more than one if you need to, um, <laughs> and uh, it, it'll get to us just fine. Um, and uh, Dave, uh, we have a friend of yours, I believe, who has a yeah. message. Uh, uh, let's give it a, give us a read, Dave. What's this message? Oh my God. This is from a dear friend of mine. They say, dearest uncle Dave, because they call me uncle Dave, which is adorable. Uh, dearest uncle Dave and fellow rats. I've listened from episode one and absolutely love the show. The conversational tone feels as though I'm sitting with my loveliest friends, spilling tea and dishing just desserts. One may deserve. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on to my on to my which is true that's i that's exactly the vibe we're going for so thank you for that um uh, anybody who vibes on that level is exactly what we're going for here um on to my question if each of you could choose a single attraction to bulldoze in any theme park what would it be and why best wishes and warmest regards gene gray my friend gene gene is an amazing human um i took them on their first trip to galaxy's edge last year and they are massive star wars fans and i got to watch them pull their lightsaber and cry because of it and we had like one of the best days i've ever had in a park just because they're the kind of person that absolutely leans forward in those situations and becomes a hundred percent part of the story. So Gene, I love you and you're a great person and you are a joy to go to the theme parks with. So thank you for this question. Uh, she says, uh, the, uh, Gene says, PS, I wish to formally reserve the title of rat queen instead of <laughs> rat bastard. Um, absolutely. Sure. All yours, all yours. Queens all yours. are welcome here. All Queens are welcome. You are the rat queen. So please get that tattooed somewhere. And I approve. Um, <laughs> All right. Did we did we do this where we chose to bulldoze something? I think it was more I like think a full, to replace replace or full oh, park or anything. Right. Yeah. Oh. I think bulldoze? it was limited to Disney and mm-hmm. this one is any theme park. Any theme park. The horizons mm. have been broadened a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it might have been resurrecting if I remember correct the last one. No, because I remember talking about wanting to kill the Hall of Presidents, and then you asked yeah. me to kill the one thing in Disney I did. at Epcot for That's you true. that I don't remember. Okay. It was in France. The sing along. Yes. Being the beast. So this is any theme park, any theme park. Hmm. Um, I know mine. What's that? Sarah? It's always going to be in Tomorrowland. Um, <laughs> I would like to bulldoze the Nemo submarine voyage. It's got to go. It's got to oh, go. Yeah, that's fair. I don't like that ride. It is very stuffy, very hot, very sweaty and gross. Like it is a I disgusting ride, even in California. It is just not, it's not it. And I, that- and how. I view that in a whole new light in the COVID era. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. Imagine being in there and breathing no. everybody's Gross. air. No, 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 no. I second, I second that. It's that yeah, I would basically pile onto that signature. But I want to keep the lagoon. Yeah, the lagoon is really cool. Oh, I like but it's lagoon. such a, oh, it's such a waste of land though. I know, but land. I love how it looks at night. It's so beautiful. True, true. Can, so, I think I the know. compromise would be, can we get rid of it, get a better attraction or two or three, which is mm-hmm. literally what they could put in that space, take yeah. out Autopia while you're at it. And, uh, yes, yes, yes. 
and and yet also have giant water features and beautiful light. That's great. Yeah. I, I'm all for that. Oh God, I just I don't I don't like to yuck anyone's yum really. Like every nice. single attraction has like someone who's like, yeah, I love that. What about Fast and Furious Supercharge? No, that's it. That's gotta yeah. go. <laughs> I, I even talked about this recently. Did we talk about it? Was it you Probably. and me? Yeah. And yeah. Desmond was saying like, I've never been on that. And we were like, no, you definitely did go on that. And that's <laughs> part of the reason why it should be destroyed. Yeah. When a child cannot remember a very expensive ride. Well, not super expensive, but. Yeah. Um, Which maybe yeah. half the issue. Not great. Oh, I, I, I know. <laughs> I, I know what mine would be. Okay. Mine would be. And, and this would be um, in all parks except Shanghai Disneyland. Get rid of Buzz Lightyear Space Rangers. <gasps> yeah, it's good. Um, that's good. That's I think good. it's I think it's run its course. I think there it's, are better it, examples of everyone interactivity. Everyone hates it, but me. Yep. I know, but but the, but I, the reason I <gasps> Nathan reason and Sara's I... heads are both like nodding yeah. in unison because <laughs> it's that ride is the epitome of sticky. Like it really it's... is. That's that's the <laughs> that's the best way to describe that ride. It just so gross it's... whenever I step into it. Yeah, it's sticky. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the but the, the the when I rode the Shanghai one, I changed my opinion about it because they literally created a whole new game system to do it it's really yeah. fast and snappy and the gameplay is better and the visuals are better um that technology was applied to a not as good version the ant-man versus the wasp right. uh, interactive shooter in hong kong which is n- not great Pretty mad. but like but like if it like unless they're going to upgrade the game tech at the one state side i don't think it's worth keeping i think it's run its course and people are going to hate me for that because of i did men in black and isn't it the same and i'm like mm, it's not the it's same different. at all they're yeah. very different especially with the light especially with the light year movie coming out like they 100 they, they, they have they have a chance for a better representation of that brand in the park anyway yeah. i'm done yeah. um i have said hall of presidents before i will always say hall of presidents anytime you give me a chance because i'm a socialist <laughs> but um <laughs> beyond that uh, I think I'm going to go with Mission Space. Mission Space is not yeah. great. Yeah. And it the building is, is so beautiful. It's a very beautiful building, but it sucks as a ride. And this is that why... ride gave me a panic attack. I couldn't yeah. do it. Yep, I hate it. I, and I'm not even a Green's not so nature. bad, but I think it falls still in the... I think it really does fall in the same line as the submarine voyage. I think it's a, yeah. it's a really tiny-ass place to, to put your body in. Um, and it's a, definitely an experience. I'm not suggesting it's not, but it is... Uh, if you do the actual, you know, the full ride, it is pretty intense. Uh, like I'm kind of a... scared that like my kid has some undiagnosed heart defect and that I mean, ride is going to kill him. When your ride yeah. can yeah, cause it's... a brain aneurysm, it says something. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Imagine it's, it has. It's... On a hot It's very day. polarizing. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. yeah it has a play place in it, though, which is cool. It does. Yeah, at the, at post yeah. And the game at the end is fun. I liked that game. Yeah, I, I, I like the aesthetics. I like everything about it. Um, I need it, but when Lightyear first, the teaser first came out, I thought, ah, that's the ride. If you're gonna, you know, that's a space where you could do some sort of Lightyear thing. But I also think space is now kind of, kind of covered weirdly by Cosmic Rewind. Like it's not the same thing. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It's but we've kind of given up the ghost over that on that end about like being real yeah. anyway. If you're gonna have the yeah. fun pavilion or the play pavilion, um, so and test track is like a not real either so um yeah mission space is kind of weird and 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 you know so you either need to retheme it's a light year or you can retheme it to the harland williams featured uh rocket man which uh, disney put out in i believe 2002 which is uh 
I don't think it's a good movie, but it's a great movie, if you know what I mean. So, <laughs> so specific. Um, yes, yes. Disney Plus does not have Rocket Man yet. Um, hashtag uh, Rocket Man on Disney Plus. Oh wait, I had two more. Or, oh, go ahead, go ahead. More. You're very excited. <laughs> no, because like this made me so upset when Paradise Pier was being um, rethemed and like redone or whatever. I really, really, really wanted them to include the area where the Golden Zephyr and the Goldfish rides are. Like, and the entire Paradise Garden grill. I wanted that whole area to become Pixar because it now it just looks really dumb, like having it there. And I wanted them so bad to put the Coco ride in that area. Like a, dark, sense now. like a dark Coco ride. Imagine. A thousand times yes. A thousand times seeing. yes. Instead of this, the jumping jellyfish and the golden zephyr, they should have just got rid of that. Like, yeah. that's a whole space yeah. that could have been utilized. Maybe. Get, I, get rid of Goofy. Sc- to, yeah. Get rid of Goosey Sky School while you're at it. Yeah, because yeah, Goofy's school was just a headache. But like that <laughs> whole area uh, just need, needed to go. And they would have made a huge like indoor dark ride for Coco. That's what I wanted. And it would have fit so well with the Pixar Pier theme. But it just made me so upset that they, did, they, they like didn't like expand it all the way through. True. So that's, that's my final one. Uh, as we promised on a previous episode, we are also going to read five-star reviews from iTunes. So please leave a five-star review. We have three today. One is from, oh. I believe it's either going to be Lee or Leah. So it's either Lee or Leah 1977. Uh, and she says, honest and wonderful discussion about Disney. Thank you for putting out a show that honestly covers the facts with a diverse group. Love all the points of view. Keep it up. So thank you so much. Um, Coaster Matt gives us five stars and says, absolutely a blast. This is a great group of people having fun, talking about fun places. Why do some, so why do so many people that love these places seem to hate everything about them? This is not for kids and that's cool to listen. Tell, uh, all of your like-minded friends to listen to. So thank you so much, Coaster Matt. And then finally, awesome. uh, Jay Cobalt 2012 says, well, hello, I really like this. Great group of people, fun topics. Uh, I'm here for it. So great. Thank you so much for that. Uh, we appreciate that. You can always leave a five-star review and rate us on iTunes. Uh, that helps us get the word out, things of that nature. Uh, and with that, let me finish up by saying Castle is produced by yours truly, Nathan Hartman. Uh, and uh, please consider subscribing on iTunes or Spotify or you can find us anywhere. And if you don't find us on your preferred podcatcher, please let us know. And you can send us questions or feedback or see all our links at bit.ly forward slash ratcastle. And with that, please grab your belongings and exit the left. Will you stop this foolishness? What foolishness would you like to see? Will you get out of here? Ah!